Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Joining us now, rejoining us, because we love chatting with Jennifer Hubbard, is Jennifer Hubbard, who is the mom of Catherine Violet, who is the founder of this extraordinary Catherine Violet Hubbard Foundation, and this beautiful sanctuary, which I've had the pleasure of walking through and visiting. Mm -hmm. She is the organizer of the Senior Paw Project, which we've spoken about before, which takes money to fund veterinarians to go to homebound seniors to take care of their pets. And she just does an enormous amount of good work in our community, and she has stuck around to be in our community. Jennifer Hubbard, it is, it's 10 years ago tomorrow, and how are you getting through these days? You know, I, I find myself um, every year, this time of year, um, I'm much more attuned to where I was this time X number of years ago, so, you know, 10 years ago. And I can remember the day before Catherine died like it was yesterday. Um, And, you know, each year there's something new um, or a different aspect of um, the the tragedy of the years that have passed that seem to take a central place in my my mind. And while it's such a hard time because there's so much attention and, and focus given to the anniversary, um, I also find myself in a place of, of thinking about and just being in awe of all of the goodness and all of the compassion um, and kindness that has come into my life over the past 10 years. It really is extraordinary when I stop to think about it, that just how much has changed, um, but also how much I've been afforded. So... In this year, as we're coming up on the tenth, we're chatting with Jennifer Hubbard. What, what, what is occupying your mind this year? What's, what, what is the newness, reflection, the sharp memory? What, what are you thinking about? You know, I'm I'm thinking a lot about the day. Well, and probably because it is the, the day before she she died. Um, you know, I especially today I think about that day. Um, both of my kids were uber 
energized about the holidays. Their dad um, had been um, overseas for business, and he was coming home. It was a, it was a Friday. Um, and so just the energy and the excitement for the holidays and all that was going to come. I mean, we were, t- we're 10 days out to, to Christmas. Um, I can feel their energy, and I can – um, I remember them just being so excited. I had bought Catherine a, a pair of boots. Um, they had fleece inside of them, and they had little bells on their shoelaces. And literally, she jingle-belled all the way oh. down to the bus stop on the morning that she died. Um, just so excited to have these these boots with bells on them. And so I've been thinking a lot about the 13th and how um, – I just I I would have said to you then like what a I, what a perfect life. My mm. kids were excited and it just was this this picture perfect life. But I I will also say that you know I I look at my life now um and albeit with the scar of of not having Catherine in it. Um my life is 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 pretty good. It's I I have really nothing to be angry or or upset about. I've been I've been afforded a lot in the past ten years, probably more than than I've than I, I should have. Well, that's a pretty extraordinary statement, and probably says everything about you and your soul, yeah. and and the fact that you can perceive your life as pretty good. Uh, you know, it's is rather, I don't even know what to say to that. So let's talk yeah. about why that is, though, Jennifer Hubbard, because yeah. it, it isn't an accident. And, no. And it's because Mm-mm. of the effort and energy that you have given in tribute and to help others, to help animals, to help other people. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us. Tell us about this beautiful foundation that you've started. <laughs> what does it do? You know, the sanctuary itself uh, is a place of compassion and of healing. Um, the work that we do really began as a means to honor Catherine's love for all creatures. Um, she just, she adored them all. She wanted them to know above all else that she was kind and that around her and with her that they would be safe. And so the sanctuary was created as uh, a way to honor her, to to have her legacy. Um, and I have discovered that in, in honoring her life and emulating her compassion, I, um, I'm seeing extraordinary results in, in the work that we're doing. So this, the, the sanctuary provides programming that, that honors the human animal bond. We believe um, that Catherine's desire for animals to know safety and kindness um, is rooting and making sure it's rooted in making sure that they live in their in their rightful habitats. Um, that's how we um, promote compassion and and acceptance. So our work uh, is centered on teaching humans how to care for the animals and the environments that they call home, um, and making sure that animals stay in their rightful homes, specifically with seniors, making sure that they have the resources and support to keep their pets um, with them. Often, the seniors that we work with, um, it's their family pet. They've had, they've had them for 10 or 12 years. They fall on unforeseen 
financial um, circumstances that prohibit them from providing appropriate care for their pets, and we step in. shouldn't have to be a choice. Um, and so what, what we've discovered after um, literally teaching 143,000 people and working with 28, 29 Connecticut communities now um, and providing homes for over 700 animals, um, that compassion in its simplest and truest form um, can create remarkable results. Yeah, it certainly can. We're chatting with Jennifer Hubbard, who was Catherine Violet Hubbard's mom. You know, there's, there's been so much conversation about gun violence and, and there've been uh, protests and walks and marches and some progress as well. I think, uh, do you have an opinion or a stance on gun violence? Is that something that you speak out about as well? You know, I don't, I, I, every, every single family has found their path to resolve, whatever that might be. Some have chosen advocacy. Some have chosen litigation. Some have said, we're just going to do this uh, privately. Um, I have chosen to focus on, on compassion and emulating that in the work that we do at the sanctuary. Um, I believe that there clearly is a problem and that there has to be something done to end the systemic violence in our country. There is no reason, in in my opinion, um, that 10 years after the, the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary, that we've, from what I've read, we've experienced as a country 3,500 additional mass school shootings. Um, clearly, there, mm-hmm. there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that after each one of these horrific events, uh, we kind of go through the same cycle uh, where everybody's empathetic and, and heartbroken and, and want to see something change. And very quickly, um, the conversation is is drawn along party lines and finger pointing and stalemates and we focus on the divisiveness of um, the 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 stalling and the inaction of making progress in this area and so you know when I think about this issue of gun violence and 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 responsible gun ownership I really do think that it starts all of this change starts with. Um, having conversations that are are rooted in compassion and a, and a general understanding. I think we have to change the way that we approach the problem in order to change a very complex issue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it were easy, we would have solved it already, right? I mean, if it were easy. Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, a lot of people, myself included, you know, are are probably like, yeah, 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 compassion. You know, that's a really nice and that's a that's a gentle term and it's you know, it's a feel good end of the newscast kind of, of story. But the reality is is that until we start having conversations that seek to understand um, and seek to come to a mutual place of of compromise, we're not gonna get anywhere. And my concern is that not getting anywhere or not at least trying a different approach of of solving this really um, it, it's a it's complex it's really complex problem 
is going to keep us going through this cycle. And the more we go through um, these these mass school shootings, the number the number we become to them. And I don't want to see us become numb to, to this type of horrific violence. So we're chatting with Jennifer Hubbard, who lost her beautiful daughter, Catherine Violet, 10 years ago tomorrow. Jennifer, if you had the chance, because I bet that you have had these woulda, coulda, shouldas in your head at night, if you ever had the chance to talk to Nancy Lanza, 10 years ago today on December 13th. What would you have said to her as I'm listening to you and I'm hearing about compassions and conversations? She lived in your town, right? She had everything in common with her, right? So what would you have said to this woman? How can I help? Hmm. How can I help? And what if she she had said to you, there's nothing to help about. My son is fine. Then what? What do you do then? You know, I think that uh, I'm not sure what you do then. I think that we as as a community and not just Newtown, I just think in, in any community in this country, I think that when we can start looking outside of ourselves, that's why I love the work that we do at the sanctuary because it level sets. It's It provides a place where people can understand and see what caring looks like, what responsibility towards other living beings looks like, and and, tra- and is a, they are able to translate what they learn, maybe not knowingly, um, but I do think that when you can understand a person's perspective or purpose or 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 where they're where they're rooted in, um, it changes how you look at the world, and and what we do at the sanctuary is just is just that. When we can share that we have a responsibility to this greater, vaster Earth, then you know, we something clicks in 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 the brain. I mean, it's proven. There have been studies that show that kids that are taught um, the natural sciences and are taught stewardship are kinder to each other, more caring to the people that they're in this world with. And maybe not, maybe, maybe Nancy would have said to me, there's nothing you can do. Um, But at the same time, maybe if I was more attuned to some of her stressors well before December 13th, maybe I could have been um, someone that could listen or, or be there for her. And I think it's always easy to look back and and make some some judgments. I think what's more important is to look back and say what could we have done differently mm-hmm. to maybe change the trajectory of this person's life. And maybe that just comes from being present to them well before the the actual traumatic event. Yeah, I um, I'm listening very intently. We're chatting with Jennifer Hubbard. You know. Um, in my other life, I'm a probate judge, and mm. I uh, part of my job is to be in the psychiatric hospitals, and I do commitments, and I also come in contact with a lot of children. And mm. um, lately, coming in contact with children in psychiatric wards, which is a new development, by the way, Jennifer, new development. And yeah. I am, I am trying to 
be less than a cog in a wheel, much more than that, in trying mm. to have an impact where I can to avert things that I already know, I already can see, are the obvious signs and seeds of of what could be violent behavior a few years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that as a society, even with all the roles that people have to play and so much money that we've thrown at this, in well-meaning money, you know what I mean? Well-meaning. Mm, of course. Um, I just, I don't think that, um, I don't think we have enough sanctuaries. I don't think we have enough obvious places where children who aren't in touch with the natural world and kind people can be placed for a while with caring adults to do that. Yeah, just, you know, just, Lisa, we had already said we had, we had always we have always said that if the sanctuary gives a place to a child who doesn't really have a place. I mean, Adam went to a house and, you know, he was, he was confined into a basement where that he chose, he chose to be. And I don't know, I mean, this is a huge claim. Um, and I don't really want to get into the business of making claims, but, you know, let's, it, had he had a place where he could go and know that he was welcomed, that he had a purpose, that he, his, his being was, celebrated potentially could it have averted a, a sandy hook possibly you know and and if the sanctuary can give that that place to another individual just one um and avert a tragedy like like sandy hook i'll never measure it and you know i i really don't care that i can't right right but you're doing you're doing more than your part in Catherine's honor and memory mm-hmm. to make the world a better place. And that's already a tremendous amount that you've asked of yourself. A tremendous Well, amount. thank you. So. I, you know, I, and I, was, I would love to be able to say, yes, absolutely. I have been afforded so much. I have been surrounded by people that are talented and generous and kind and thoughtful um, and as determined as Catherine was. And, you know, it, it truly, it's not some crazy cliche. It really does. It it does take a village. And um, I've been privy. I've been privy to that. I really do believe that when you focus on something and, and by focusing on compassion, my eyes have been open to the compassion that's, that's, around me and that's been shared with me. Jennifer Hubbard, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's, You're welcome. It's Thanks. a, it's a painful time, but you turn it into a, you turn it into a, an important reflective good time. So thank you for that. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. Jennifer mm-hmm. Hubbard, the founder of the Catherine Violet Hubbard foundation and the senior Paul project which is right here in our own area in Newtown. You ought to go see it. I've been there. I've walked it. It's beautiful. Um, and, and you ought to just go there. So thank you very much, Jennifer, as always, for coming on the show. Really. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com. 